have a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of an Nigerian My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me, and let's talk. Yeah, 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 oh, uh, hey, I do Matter where you go, make you not forget area, oh, area, oh, na ninja, ti ode pati le bada wale, oh, wale, oh, how I wish, say, I can reach you anywhere you day, you day. Beautiful song right there by late sound sultan, recipe sultan, legend it was. It is another Saturday and you know Memo of a Ninjagar is on board. My name is Helen. Last week we talked life in the UK, immigration to the UK. And today I have something beautiful for you. We are talking immigration to Canada. Looks like we've switched from the American dream to the Canadian dream. How is that? Why is that? We shall find out. I have Omichi Mobi and Oladotun Adeoye. Let me properly introduce them to you. Oladotun Adeoye relocated to Canada in 2015. He is an IT person. Chimobi relocated eight years ago. He is also an IT person. Let's get into this immigration to Canada episode. I am also very interested. Memoir of With me, I have Dotun and Chimobi. Welcome on the show, Dotun and Chimobi. Yeah. Thank you, Helen. It's nice to have you all the way from Canada. I hope you didn't waste so much fuel. <laughs> no, we did not. We just had to join the call. <laughs> okay, okay. The call is... I mean, the world is now a global village. You can literally talk to anyone all over the world. Just have data, what's, whatever it's called. How are you today? Sorry, say that again. I missed that a little bit. I said the world is a global village now, so you can talk to anyone, anywhere in the world. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Thankfully, technology is evolving, so we're good on that front. Yeah, how are you today? I'm very good, very good. And how is Canada today? Oh, it's wonderful. Weather is good. Life is good. We thank God. Okay, so I have a few questions for you guys because everybody in Nigeria, we are all wondering what's Canada like, what to expect. So my first question would be, um, why do you think Nigerians are opting for Canada? Well, um, in this day and age, because, you know, one of the primary reasons why most Nigerians want to leave is for a better place, right? And uh, a place that is accepting of people mm. and amongst that list as of today i would say canada is amongst them okay you know so what what about america i mean america used to be that that place that country everybody wanted to go but all of a sudden the switch oh yes um as you know immigration is a thing right uh it used to be the place that you want to go to because well it was easy to not only move there, but live there and stay there. But as of today, from the little that I've seen, it's a lot harder to um, get some form of residency there compared to Canada, which is why most people are coming here these days. Hmm. So is Canada worth it for both of you? I mean, do you, th- do you both think Canada is worth it? 
Oh, yes. Um, sequel to your previous question as to why people are moving here. Because it's just because, first off, uh, it's easier to live here and stay here. And not only that, the system in itself works. It's a reward system. If you work hard, you get what you need. Mm. That's the reason why people are coming here. I mean, we know the, the, the economy challenges that we have in Nigeria right now. Have you been home since you moved, moved to Canada eight years ago? Um, have you? Yes, I have. In the past uh, eight years, I've been there twice. Oh, okay. And um, Ola Dotu, and you? Yeah, same thing. I've been to Nigeria twice. So. Oh, twice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let, let's let's move on to talking about the Canada Express entry. Is it real, really a thing? Is it a thing? Yeah, Express entry is definitely a thing. Um, I know some couple of um, guys that are actually been to Canada through that same process. Um, so, yeah, you. So you, um, you know, Chimo be answered the particular question initially regarding um, getting a permanent stay in here. So, whatsoever we come down to Canada, um, Express entry is still good. That makes you a permanent resident. So, I as a person, I came in uh, through the students' routes, but after my program, I had to apply even um, for the um, express entry. So it also gives you this um, liberty to apply from whatsoever country you are. So depending on what point you have on your degree of um, education and your occupation, because there's a particular brand of um, occupation that is needed in Canada, you can apply for this stuff. And if you match up with the points, then um, you have the liberty to probably come down to Canada and join um, the Canadians in here. Okay. Let, let, let me try to get... Okay, Chimobi, you want to say something? Yeah, I want to add to what he said. Right, um, again, on. yes, uh, the system works. So, I mean, you could obviously apply for express entry. But one thing that is key to add here is um, opportunity meets preparation. If you don't position yourself to be what the system needs, there's no way that is going to work out for you. But if you position yourself to what the system needs, it works for you ultimately mm. so i'll let you go and i'm sure we'll probably touch on this as we go on yeah okay knowing that both of you actually went to canada i mean for your master's degree how easy is it to re to get some sort of retainment at work um when you say retainment at work uh hmm. Or to get a job, you meant yeah. to say. Yeah, Is I mean, yeah, to get a job and maybe when while you were going to school, you were working. So, how easy was it that you could you could get retained? Okay, after work, um, going to school, and afterwards they ask you, okay, can you just stay over? Can you just be here? We don't you don't have to go look somewhere else for a job. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. There's so many aspects to touch on this, but I would start off by saying, uh. Um, first off, go to school, right? Like we did. Mm. Uh, while you're at school, you need to be willing to identify opportunities. Now, for me, I can speak for myself and not many people, but if I'm speaking for myself as a student, I was lucky enough to uh, get a co-op position, which in Nigeria, I refer to that as an internship or IT, as you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get it with these guys. But for me to even get that in itself, again, the key thing that I said earlier on of uh, opportunity meeting, uh, I'm oh, sorry, of preparation meeting opportunity. The key thing that I did to position myself was to get certifications while I was in school. So while I was in school, I got this uh, certification that I needed. 
And uh, it was part of the things that even called, that even got me a call for an interview to do my internship at the job that I was, right? So that is the first step, getting the job. Now that you're in the door, uh, now that you've gotten a job, the key thing again after that would be to be willing to learn from this, these people that you're working with to understand the terrain, quote unquote, because mm -hmm. this is not Nigeria. These are different people. You're in a different land. You need to understand these people. So you need to be able to understand them as people, right? First off, it's not even about your skills at that point. It's about your relationship building skills in itself. Mm -hmm. So while I was working, I was able to build relationships and in the process of building this relationship, these guys liked me and they decided, hey, you know what? You might as well just stay with us. We enjoy working with you. So when you're done school, here's your offer letter. When you're done school, keep working with us. Okay. And I'm like, wow, wonderful. This is nice to have. That's amazing, Chinobi. But let me let me yes. let me make let's let's make this clear. So you think or you I mean you've experienced it that your Nigerian degree is very relevant in Canada. Yes. Okay. Any degree from anywhere in the world is relevant. Now, it all boils down to individual. Again, if you already have a degree from Nigeria and you don't know what you're doing, you just got a degree for the sake of getting a degree and you don't know what you're doing, it's not going to help you. Mm. It will probably, on paper, it's going to help you to get the job, but in reality, it will not help you to get the job done. Okay. So, uh, sometimes, I'm not... This is don't don't quote me on this, but sometimes uh, there's a lot of people that are there's a lot of half baked out there. Right? There, is, there is actually there's I think I think you're very correct with that one. Even in Nigeria, you see that you hear that some con some country um, some companies are not accepting people because they cannot do the job they believe or they are certificated to do. Mm. So. It's it, it's very it's just for, very important for me to know that your degree in Nigeria or any part of the world is very relevant in Canada. Okay, let's run yes. through the old American and Canadian thing. Like America, everyone wants to, I mean, be in the medical profession. Which of these professions is highly demanded in Canada? Well, they're both, okay, when we say medical, that's a black statement, but let's narrow this down to being a doctor or a nurse or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Um, they're both high in demand, no doubt. But uh, you find people who come here, right? And the big challenge here is converting their degrees to the equivalent here in Canada or the States, because I'm not in the States, so I can't speak much for that, but I can speak for Canada at least. Mm -hmm. um, your, what, the struggle here is to convert your degree to the equivalent here. That's where people get stuck sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Now, being able to do that will now make you to be able to practice as a doctor or a nurse for that matter, okay. right? So, uh, yeah, it's highly in demand, but the only challenge here is getting your stuff converted to the equivalent here. Mm -hmm. If you are immigrating from Nigeria, okay. in quotes, uh, yeah, Dotto also wants to uh, add a comment here, if you don't mind as no, well. No, no, of, of course, please go ahead. Okay, so in addition to what you said, um, IT is also uh, um, one of the best fields that um, anyone can actually go into, right? Um, it's in high demand, apparently, in here. So, um, so I think um, both um, nursing or um, things in the medical line and in IT field are the most um, 
demanded stuff that we uh, that's required here in Canada apparently. So but then the only challenging thing with the medical guys is that um even if you are say um certified to practice in Nigeria and you come down here, you probably have to start again from the scrap. Hmm. Right. So a lot of them say um, you're a medical practitioner in Nigeria, you come down here and you go to school to get their certificate, which is pretty complex to do. So um However, with IT, it's pretty easy. So your skill, but um, you can easily transfer it in here, unlike those in the medical field. But then, although there are other fields as well, but those are the two odd kicks uh, that we have in Canada right now. Okay. And let's talk about the Nigerian community. How, is, there any, any, is there anything like as that in um, Canada? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, in Ontario, we actually have a very um, huge community of Nigerians in Canada. And there's a group I recently joined called, I think, NIP- NIPCA or so, something similar to that. Um, what they do is actually for Nigerian professionals in Canada in the uh, field of IT. Um, when I joined the group, I was surprised to find out that we are over a thousand uh, plus wow. in that same group. So, like, in actual sense, there is a very huge big community of Nigerians in India. Um, I can't say that for Saskatchewan, I don't, I'm not pretty sure, but here in Ontario, mostly in Toronto, we have that huge community um, of Nigerians in here. And Chimobi, you stay in Regina. Is this the same thing over there? Yes, it is similar. Uh, we do have groups, but it's not, whatever groups are not necessarily restricted to any city, you just be in a group and uh, you know, you get free advice as to what to do hmm. uh, to advance your career as an IT professional here. Hmm. So, many times, because I, I honestly think America has good PR as a country. I think they have good PR. Do you think that um, Canada has good PR? I'm talking in, in, in terms of racism and racial profiling now. Oh, okay. Um, this is a touchy-feely subject, but... Uh, as it is, it exists anywhere in the world, right? Um, the problem is when I say that it exists here, the next person that listens to this would assume, oh, racism is there, so I'm not coming to Canada. No, it does mm-hmm. exist. And uh, um, it's not something that should deter people from here. There's good people and there's bad people everywhere in the world. Even in Nigeria, for instance, the, let's even break down this uh, touchy feeling yeah, even in Nigeria, for instance, there's the Igbo Yoruba now. So, are we getting along? No, we're not. Mm. Right? It's always going to be a thing anywhere in the world. Yes, racism is here. It's not as bad as it is in the States or even some European countries out there. It's not as bad. But uh, in my little time here, I would say my experience when it comes to that has not been as crazy as people make that kind of thing to seem. Mm. right okay it's not that crazy i have experienced it uh i dealt with it easily like it's something that you could confront there and then if you choose to initially when i first came i was a little timid about it i used to let it go but right now i'm all up in your face if you just give it to me i give it back mm. Adio, is the same yeah. thing is it the same thing with okay, you okay um, in, in addition to what you just said um so if i compare um what it is in the states and here, okay, in the, in the states it's pretty much um, more complex over there, right? Say, um, we, we've seen uh, a lot of cases whereby um, black people are being killed as a result of uh, racial profiling. In here, uh, what we have is called systemic um, um, system whereby 
racism. Yeah, racism. 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 I don't, I don't want to use the word racism, but apparently that. Oh, no, 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 sorry. <clears throat> So let me let me take that back. Uh, I wouldn't say it's systemic racism. I would say it is uh, polite racism. Let's put it that way. Mm. It's polite in the sense that uh, they'll talk to you normally, but ultimately, um, say you apply for a job. Yeah, I see that at least in the bigger cities, not even in my city. I, maybe I'm just fortunate for me. I've never had to deal with any of that. But I see where on your resume, because your name is Olubuinga, for instance, they're like, oh my God, we're not going to be able to say that. Name. It'll be hard for us to work with this person. So therefore, we're not going to uh, go forward with this resume. Even when I've you're qualified that. for the job? Hmm? Even when you're Sorry? qualified for the job? Oh, no, no, no. This is before getting the job. I'm just okay. talking about polite racism in general. I'm not even talking about getting a job now. Let's talk about racism first. Okay. Um, in this case, you'd see where someone's name is, Olubinga, or what is it? Uh, told you or whatever whatever name you want to whatever name you want whatever long whatever long nigerian name you want to throw in there or international name right once they see it's international they're like oh on to the next one we want a john or uh or an emily mm. or uh or a blake or whatever typically that's what they would go for sometimes but it's not the case all the time it does exist once again this is my uh disclaimer here it does exist but it doesn't happen all the time. Okay. And um, okay. let's Not talk as well. culture shock. Let's talk culture shock. What, what really shocked you when you got to the uh, when you got to Canada? Um, I'll go first here. Uh, my shock first off was food. <laughs> um, for me, <laughs> funny story here. For me, when I first got here, um. Obviously, I didn't have any family. I came here alone. I had zero family, zero friends, nothing. Right? I came here as a student. Um, while I was trying to figure out food, I had to eat whatever they had initially. Right? And uh, believe it or not, for me, maybe it's just me, I was a little sensitive to the food. So my stomach would growl in, class, in classes and it would be really loud. Wow. Not, I'm not hungry. I have eaten, but... <laughs> Because my body's getting used to food at the time, it was just, it was a process. That's one. And even finding Nigerian food initially, just because I didn't know where to go to, was a challenge. But uh, ultimately, there's typically an African store in every major city. So finding Nigerian food here is not uh, as crazy. That's the one thing. Then what else for cultural shock? Um, the way um, of speaking and interpretation okay. the words that we use back home i can't give an example right now i can't even think of one off the top of my head but the way we express ourselves back home is a little more different here people are more sensitive to certain things you'd say so there's some things i said in the past and i'm like okay this is a normal thing but people are like what you know hmm. uh people are like that so that was a shock to me initially so i had to retrain myself and understand how uh my words are uh, interpreted sometimes if that makes any sense there definitely does um and um Oladotu, any culture shock for you yeah for me um the first thing was the way that when i came um, i don't think that applies to it but um yeah just like um Chimopi said like uh, the weather is the first thing that actually uh, caught my own attention when it comes to the shock um so for me i was not as fortunate as Chimopi when he came in the fall i actually came at the core of the winter so like back then in Nigeria, I think it's something plus 30. 
yeah. and I got to Canada, it was probably like negative forty something. So like wow. th- that was that that was glaring, right? When when I came to um, Canada, but then the next thing was like um, dealing with people, relationship, and and, and all that, right? So it was pretty tough, like blending in. And I as a person, like talking, like communicating, speaking English was fine. We all speak English, but then the accent was. Different. One thing that I just really had to like um, learn, okay, how to communicate or how to pronounce some words um, differently, and I think more so in in the place like Saskatchewan compared to um, Toronto, they don't really have that much black community, so they are not all that used to how we speak, right? Like for someone that actually came from Nigeria, so those are the few things I had to learn. Then dealing with people, their relationship, and um, like there are some words that if you were to see to a Nigerian he or she wouldn't really take it personal, but yeah, you have to watch what you say. And another thing about uh, the people in here, like LBGT community is a big deal, right, to them. There are things we actually uh, kind of found out back in Nigeria, but yeah, it's a big deal. The way they celebrate these guys, it's like the way we celebrate Christmas back in Nigeria. So there are so many things like that we do in Nigeria that we feel they are numb. In here, there are nothing, right? There are different things entire, uh, apparently. In Nigeria, if you want to have fun, it's, yeah, you, you call your guys, you have, like, say, um, you do party, you, you drink beer, and you host, like, if you're hosting things, you bid want to host everything. Right here, if someone invites you to sit to a party, just be sh- just know that at the back of your mind, you are the one paying for your bill, right? Hmm. So we do, we do the Dutch way in here. Compared to the way you do it in Nigeria, in Nigeria, if someone had invited you for birthday, you don't really have to like bring about paying for your bill, right? So those are the things I actually like to learn about the people in here. So it's somewhat same, but somewhat um, different again on the big picture. Mm. I I I, I am to add to, okay. To add to what you just said, to add right. to what you just said now, one has to be willing to adapt and learn. Like you see that accent thing he mentioned. It's a big deal. You have to be willing to find better ways to communicate that they would hear you. Uh, because the problem that we face here as Nigerians sometimes is we tend to get upset mm. when you are saying certain words and they're not understanding. You're like, why can't you understand me? There's no reason to be upset. These people weren't born with Nigerians around them. So you have to come down to that level sometimes for them to understand you. Right. I- of the opinion i think when nigerians when they go out when they are outside nigeria they are they are not homophobic anymore but when they are abroad they are like no 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 i mean they then then try to respect people's choices i mean i'm talking about the lgbt as um Oladotun mentioned but that's not that's not why we're talking today um let's talk about the taxation in canada how how bad is it like in Nigeria, I don't really think we pay a lot of tax like that. In Canada, is is like a must for you to pay tax. How have you adapted to that taxation thingy? Okay, let me let me let me take this first. Uh, let me uh, correct your notion there. At least I'll change the word that you used there. You said how bad is taxation? It's not bad anywhere in the world. Taxation is good anywhere in the world if it works for the people. Mm. Right. So. In this case, sure, taxes are a little bit high here compared to the states, right? And But uh, not as high as the UK. But the higher you earn, the more you get taxed, right? And when you, this taxation happens, you see it work, right? And now, when it comes to taxation, because I know the worry about people is, oh, when I make all my money, they'll take all of it from me, mm-hmm. right? 
that's the big concern. But no, it's not that way. Depending on where you live, depending on where you live, that's what determines your way of life. Because sure, they will tax you. But you also need to be cognizant of the fact that the cost of living in the place that you're living might be lower or it might be higher. Everything sharp blends at the end of the day and the system works. Okay. You get Right. Um, is, is there anything that you would advise someone coming to Canada? What What are the things you would advise them? So I say that again? I'm talking about anyone coming to Canada. If you have a friend coming to Canada, what advice would you give that person? With regards to taxation? No, no, with regards to everything. Ways of way of life oh, and yeah. Okay. What I would what I would recommend for everyone is like every new place, when you're coming to a new place, you need to be ready to learn and unlearn. Mm. Come in with a fresh set of eyes. Don't forget everything you know. Well, keep everything you know. At least that's what makes you a person, right? Mm -hmm. Keep the things you know, but be willing to set those things aside. And learn new things. Okay. Um, Oladotun, do you have anything to chip in? Yeah, apparently you just have to like okay, be willing to like be open towards learning about the culture of the people because I guess that's the number one problem Nigerians actually face when they when they come in here. Um we have a kind of mindset that okay, this is what I'm going out for and if it doesn't come out for our way, we kind of still in a way blame the system. Uh, a good example is uh, say you happen to be a manager in in Nigeria with all your experience, say you and you're working in a top in a top bank. Most of the time these guys they come down to Canada and they find it shocking that they are unable to really secure something and that is actually where the canadian experience comes in so when people talk about canadian experience in most cases it doesn't really have to be like a career in a particular part what is um, are you able to blend Ah, it's echoing. Uh, are you able to blend uh, in the society? If we talk to you, can you communicate? If we are talking about, uh, say, let's go for lunch, and we are talking about um, a particular sport, can you blend in, right? Can you represent our brand? So those are the things that actually constitute the Canadian culture. And in as much as you might have your work experience and you are very good in your career path back in Nigeria, that kind of Canadian experience too goes along with. Those are the things that they kind of ask, and those are the and one of the key things that they are really looking out for. So in some cases, when mostly, like you see, after the 5 to 40, you come to Canada, it becomes a bit complex to um, blend into the society. So my advice for those coming down to Nigeria, come, be open-minded, be willing to learn, be willing to adapt. And if even though you might be a professional, say things doesn't work out for you the first one, two months, be, just try and gain the Canadian experience in terms of the career path, right? And that would really help you. Even though you say you are a software engineer, just as I am, and you come, you don't, you're unable to secure a job, try and gain something called the Canadian experience. That might be like you working basic job. And apparently, if you put that in your resume and mm -hmm. you look for your major job, that might mm -hmm. count as Canadian experience that's mm -hmm. needed. So. You already have your professional experience, no doubt, but Canadian experience too goes a long way in terms of blending with people within the society. Hmm. Okay, um, I actually have a very personal question to ask because, I mean, in Nigeria, on social media, we see that men from Ni Nigerians, yeah, men from Nigeria, they come, they bring their spouse, and somehow okay. there is a fight, and the women, are, you know, you know the, you know the European and the Western culture where. The woman has, I mean, she can ask the husband to leave the house. Are you scared of bringing your spouse from Nigeria to Canada? Okay. 
I'll take Dotson. Hello. I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll take. I'll take this one. Let me help out here. Um, no, the thing is, anywhere in the world, right? I mean, this might sound a little misogynistic, but anywhere in the world, women are women. It doesn't change anything. Okay. Women are the same everywhere in the world, right? So at the end, of the day, what I'm trying to say is, you can't predict. You can, you can't use a crystal ball and say. Oh, if I bring in Nigeria, yeah, she'll do this. What if you marry a white woman here? Yeah, she might do the same thing to you. Mm. Do you get so it's you can't predict anything. You can't you can't pre- that's that's that uh that space is one that I can't I can't necessarily say anything about. Okay. At the end of the day, all I can say is we just pray to God that anybody we end up with will not give us problem. End of right, right. Uh, okay. Okay. In, yeah, in addition to what you said, okay, um, what the, the, the deal is, okay, maybe, let's say, um, there's a particular shop when people come, maybe all the way from Nigeria down here, okay, and I'll give a good example as to why things like that tend to happen. In most cases, it happens when, say, okay, say Nigerian couple, they were married in Nigeria and things were working out fine and they get here and things go like crazy. Um, a good example, say, uh, we're in Nigeria, in most cases, you expect the man to be the breadwinner, right? Like mm. bring 80% of what they share as family, which is the expectation that we actually have back home, or even 100%. Um, like a man's money belongs to the family and a woman's money kind of belongs to her and herself and their kids. <laughs> uh, but but that, like, kind of Nigerian I get uh, that. <laughs> uh, no, I understand you. No, no chill, like it, it's an expectation that you do, like for a man, you your family you have to provide everything but then when you came when, when, when you come down down to canada it's a bit different where you find a system whereby um is the man and the woman they are both supporting the family so in that case ladies might misunderstand how the system working here and feel like the man isn't man enough to want a particular uh, percentage out of our own salary Hmm. Right. So, I, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, I, I want to cut you here. I wouldn't say they misunderstand. They choose not to understand. Okay. Because well. it's, it's right out there if everybody sees it. Hmm. Okay. So that, that was it. So that was one part. And then, like, um, in 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 that scenario, you tend to see the man as being less of a man. Like, if you're a man and you can't provide hundred percent for me or my family, then why should I really respect you? So. That is one of the issues. And secondly, again, in Nigerian society, like women own the kitchen in court, where and the man is defined like as a kind of person that goes out to provide the money. Well, but that's changing here, now. Find, that's changing. Huh? That's changing. Well, okay. So okay, yeah, my point we're is just like, we're just talking based on. I'm just, just saying this based on, based yeah. on what we grew up seeing. Okay. Yeah, in Canada, like I never, in most cases, I never, really never saw my dad like go to the kitchen. But yeah, in Canada, it's kind of 50 50. Like, it's not a case where um, the man goes, uh, uh, just gets to work. Like, yeah, the man works, the, the lady works too. And they go to, they both go to work. They, after coming back from work, yeah, some, some men kind of still expect the woman to go to the kitchen and do everything. And it's might get that complex in the sense that. The lady will be like, after we both went out to work, which is okay, mm-hmm. and then you expect him to now do some extra things. So in that, it, it might get to the point where the lady will break down and say, okay, I'm no more doing. What are you really providing, right? So some men, after coming down to um, Canada, they still 
unlearn the Nigerian culture, the Nigerian way of doing things. They're in their own mind of minds, like I'm the man, I can't go to the kitchen. The woman should do everything. The woman should take care of the kids, wash the clothes, mop the house, which is really unfair, to be honest. I'm, so I'm happy you. I'm happy you huh? mentioned that it's unfair. No, no, no. I just have to say both parts, right? Like I read stories about things like this. But, 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 like, but Helen, Helen, oh, hold on. Antagonist or protagonist, whatever I want to put here. Yes, it's yes, it's unfair, no doubt. Yeah, it's unfair. But he's only saying it's unfair because he has learned differently. Exactly. That's what I wanted to say. A forty-year-old man coming here, or a forty-something-year-old man coming here at this time, will only try to adapt. Mm. It's like it's cake. It's already baked. You get. You can't unbake the cake. So for me to add, to throw this inside all of this that we're saying, the best time to come in here is in your twenties. If you're going to do your secondary school or undergraduate, the best time for anybody to come in here is in your twenties when you're coming for your masters or if you, if you come for undergrad, sure. But the best time is in your twenties. Okay, right? talking about coming, coming in your twenties. for you to adapt. Talking about so coming in your twenties. I, I came in when I was twenty-five. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. So again, like to avoid um, issues like this, but if I, like someone like me, so I came in as a student, right? So as a student, right, I, I was single back then. Uh, I learned how to go to the market, feed mm-hmm. for myself, and do everything. So even though right now I still do everything myself, right? I, don't, I have a partner; she does her own part. So, so if, she, if I get home and I don't find food in uh, in the kitchen, I just go out my way. I, I make meal. I don't see it as a big deal because you know, I've been doing that myself prior to when she joined me, right? So, um, so this uh, this is a different kind of cake that is baked differently. You get, you get it now. Exactly. So, so but it, mo- most of the issues that actually happen are those are already married in Nigeria, and already used to a particular kind of lifestyle. Yeah. They come down here and expect people to still do the same thing. Mm. Um, but then the system, the culture, yes, hundred percent different. different. Right? Okay, and tell uh, me what 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 survivor okay. tips would you give any students coming to Canada? What survivor tips do you have for any for students coming to Canada for their masters and and and, and things like that? Survivor okay. tips. Yeah. Survival tips, when you get, again, come here with an open mind, right? When you come here with an open mind, first off, you don't come here thinking, oh, I'm too big for this menial job while I'm a student, right? Any menial job you get as a student is usually temporary. I worked in a bar, I worked in a kitchen when I was a student, temporarily because, well, I need to survive. So you need to put that in your mindset. And that whole flashy lifestyle of, oh, I want the latest iPhone. I want to drive the latest car. Drop that because you won't survive here. How do you cope with boredom? How did you cope with boredom? I mean, now you have a lot of friends, but at the time when you moved to Canada, how did you cope with boredom? Um, Okay, let, let, let me answer that. Okay, well, and I was still kind of um, related with the first question you asked. So as a student in the, um, you know, in Nigerian system, it's 70-30, uh, 30 for CA and 70 for um, your exam, right? Okay. Yeah, it's really different. Like in some cases, you might not even write exam. We have different kind of projects and some other things doing. So as a student, when I came, trust me, I had lots of stuff like working on. Um, most of the time you have assignments you have projects so many things to deal with and one thing that they don't joke around here with is plagiarism don't mm-hmm. like uh, in nigerian system if, if you can I get away with it, it. 
Yeah, yeah, if my friend gets to... Like, Copy and uh, paste. Huh? Copy and paste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, guess that's what I mean, done. I can easily just copy word for word. And, and, and it's no big deal. Yeah? Like, if you do it, you face panel. Most likely, they might just, like... That might be the end of your of your program. So, like, like, the, the, like the university, like the university I and our daughter went to, right? They could, they what they do there is they give you the first yellow letter as a warning. But if you do it again, like if you fail more than two classes, because they can give you that yellow letter as a warning that you failed the class, right? But if you do it again, you are expelled. What what university is that? University of Regina. Wow. Okay, I'll, Regina, I'll, Regina. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a case sample. There was a time I was presenting um, an article right. and I used a picture online, like just to illustrate my point, and I didn't reference the picture. Like that almost got me into trouble. Oh, so wow. this was not me copy. I didn't copy anything online, just an image to um, show to illustrate what I was defending. And I almost got into trouble for that. So it can be as petty as that. Hi. No, no, it's not. It's not petty. It's not. No, I it. It's not petty. It's intellectual property. You need to reference who you got it from. So, yeah. like, those are the things. Even so, if you're a student, if you want to come, those are the things you should keep in mind, right? Like, if you are given an assignment, you are given anything, you just have to do it yourself. And one thing again, because from what we're saying now, these are things that would scare your typical Nigerian student, right? But it shouldn't scare you because ultimately, what you're going to gain out of this is a more quality education, quote and unquote. And you feel good about yourself because you learn something. It's going to be tough, but you learn something. And um, okay, one more thing. Yeah, if you are given a deadline to submit something, eleven fifty nine p.m. It's eleven fifty nine. Eleven fifty nine p.m. No, after time. Eleven p.m. It's late. Like, and there's nothing you can do about that. There's no begging. One thing about Nigeria, like you have reason to like not to submit your thing, not to get your things done. Like you have a lot of excuses to give. Uh, uh, Nepal no bring light. Uh, the road isn't good. I couldn't print my document. Yeah, you have everything. Oh, it you rained the other day. Uh-huh. Exactly. You have Chimobi, did we offend you so... before? Huh? Chimobi, did we offend you before? <laughs> <laughs> no, you understand. <laughs> but but yeah, the system, the system works. So you have no reason to give any excuse. Probably apart from medical um, excuse, and you have to prove mm. that. But apart from that, 11.59 p.m. is 11.59 p.m. Okay. And yeah, one more thing to add. You can't you can't bring, a, according to one of my Oibo friends here, oh, no, no Oibo friends, one of my black friends here, yeah? You can't bring uh, color people time into play. You, well, if they say it's 4 o'clock, it's 4 o'clock. Anyway, you're going. If you guys have lunch or whatever, it's 4 o'clock. Don't bring colored people time and come at, at 4.30 and think everybody will be happy with you. Did you just say colored people time? Yeah, we call it CPT. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, there's such a thing called color people type. Like, our, our people being Nigerians and yeah, other African cultures, time. they just show, they show up at a certain time. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Right. Don't do color people type, man. Just come at the time that they give you. Okay. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, you for, for contributing. Uh, no problem, you welcome. <laughs> that was a good talk. Nevertheless, Shimobi asked me to um, do a disclaimer and because they only shared their own views, personal views, and that thing differs. Don't forget to follow Helen.moang, M-O-A-N-G, on Instagram and Memo Vidanjagar is available on all 
podcast platforms and on YouTube. Have a wonderful day. My name is Helen and don't stop listening to Memoir of a Ninja Girl. Of course, don't stop watching as well. It's on YouTube. Go and subscribe, please.